Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I'm going to be talking about consciousness and empowerment with Devit Karlal, for joining me today. So Devit Karlal is an author, speaker, and consciousness expert. She is the discoverer of the law of unification, which empowers people to create new creations for the world and a conscious life of purpose. She is an integrative thinker who foregathered diverse components of research using her visionary perspective to devise the formula of creation to unlock our highest potential. She helps individuals to master innovation, mental clarity, and self-knowledge for personal and social transformations. Divni has spent the past two decades studying consciousness development and self-mastery. She inspires individuals to think in creative, innovative, and radical ways to develop new solutions. She is dedicated to supporting individuals and leaders and accelerating their journey to fulfillment. Divni, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you. Thank you for joining me. So let's jump right in to um, (laughs) consciousness. So you studied consciousness for two decades and have been going through a process of self-mastery. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, although, you know, uh, I was kind of like very interested uh, in spiritual texts and books as a child. So it had been like a long, long journey, but I never took it seriously. Like I was doing it just because I was interested in it. So um, I was working uh, in a technical job uh, and just trying to balance all these uh, spiritual practices, meditation techniques, my interest in uh, uh, this consciousness and all these spiritual, you know, uh, texts and uh, meditation practices. But uh, what happened was uh, that uh, an experience changed everything. So I had this experience where uh, this, uh, you know, I uh, I was meditating and suddenly this something just vanished. Like um, there was this, I felt this uh, stillness, this emptiness, and uh, there was this, uh, it, it just got dark, like empty, dark, void, and very still. And... Uh, and after a while, these ideas started hitting me and uh, like I was not able to, uh, you know, uh, understand what actually happened. And uh, I was trying to figure things out, but I knew somehow that uh, this like this experience is not like uh, it's something related to that spirituality or maybe my meditation practices. But it was not uh, the whole experience. Like uh, it was not the, you know, the like where we need to reach at that moment. That was, It was not it. So after a while, uh, when this darkness was there, uh, this emptiness was there, after a while, this brightness started, uh, you know, increasing. And it just got uh, day on day by day, it just got fuller. And uh, there was a time when I realized that now this is it, like there was something and this fullness came in and, uh, it, you know, the peace and that stillness, it just, it was by this fullness this uh, this light bright light and I was able to see it everywhere and it was uh, really beautiful 
And uh, not just that, because now that person dissolved, that, uh, you know, uh, the person who was actually meditating, who was a spiritual person, who thought she was a spiritual person, and reading all those books and everything actually went away and uh, now I did not know what to do and I was even not able to continue with my job with my work it was like um, whenever I used to go there something just kind of felt like I just need to go away and I kind of struggled with it uh, but that struggle was between that period when that you know emptiness came in and uh, that brightness came in between that period there was this struggle because still everything was not you know kind of uh, uh, combined so that struggle was there and uh, ultimately I had to follow the ideas and I had to you know spend uh, more time in solitude I also did more self-inquiry and um, following those ideas uh, this mastering creation the book mastering creation using the law of unification came into uh, existence and all those techniques methods and uh, all the knowledge that I have used to uh, to reach this place and all these practices so this book is actually a result of that combined with the ideas that uh, came in that were you know coming in with force that 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 were required to uh, be manifested in the world or that that were required to be given form in the world nice so you have the spiritual awakening this light comes in you are feeling yourself dissolve into nothingness mm-hmm which right. is beautiful. And then you start following your ideas, dare I say your intuition and it started yeah. uh, channeling these ideas in through that stillness and that emptiness. Correct. Yeah, and you know, I do not know about channeling to be very honest. It's, it's more like uh, this, the state is kind of not permanent. Like I do not have to kind of channel or, you know, uh, maybe earlier it, I used to meditate now even I feel that uh, now every stay every work I do feels like meditation because that that yes. background of stillness is always there earlier uh, the thoughts were there and we, I was trying to you know bring in that stillness into my life through meditation but now it's the opposite it's like that stillness is there now thoughts come up uh, emotions are there everything is there but they do not uh, I do not identify with them. And maybe there is no I because that person kind of dissolves. So I'm just unable to identify with those thoughts, with those feelings. So they come up and they they kind of, you know, uh, they come up and they leave. So there is no attachment. There is no identification. And it's it's just, it's it's a beautiful flow, I would say. That's beautiful. And And it is with meditation where you drop into that stillness and those ideas are allowed to flow through naturally right right right. yeah please speak go ahead and you you said and i i do not know what i was saying (laughs) i'm so sorry yeah that's okay i want to back up a little bit and go right to the beginning because you're young and you're doing um, spiritual study, um, different methods and modalities. Can you kind of touch a little bit on what some of those methods and modalities and readings were that you were studying? Right, right. Uh, so mostly, you know, when I started, uh, the first book I read, uh, like as a child, I was very young and I have even started my master, the book Mastering Creation using the law of unification with that thing. So I was very young, around 10 or 11 uh, years old. And I had this book in my 
I uh, maybe my home in, it was in my closet or something maybe uh, my dad read it or someone my mom did that so it was there and I read that I do not even remember the name or the author of the book but there were some practices related to you know these kind of spiritual practices how to meditate how to sit in meditation how to uh, you know uh, uh, do that uh, in in India. We have this dhyan. In it's, it's a Hindi word. It's a Sanskrit or Hindi word, and so we do this dhyan thing there, where we put our concentration and we kind of sit in that meditation practice by concentrating our mind on our breath. So we do these breathing techniques, or it can be a mantra. We also do that. So uh, we focus our attention upon that. So I started with that, uh, and uh, I have never used uh, you know uh, those. Uh, those uh, uh, kind of recorded meditations, I have never done that. I have done very simple and very uh, old techniques, uh, which people used to, which uh, yogis in India used to do those kind of pranayams and uh, all those yogic methods mostly. And uh, those techniques, and I think this is the result of those techniques and uh, additional, so I to that, there were these teachings uh, which I used to learn from various texts. So there were the holy books we found in India. So like Bhagavad Gita, and uh, then we have the holy book of uh, six. That's Guru Granth Sahib. And uh, there were many books. I have also uh, read a lot of books uh, from uh, American authors and uh, a lot of books. So. So, but yeah, mostly I used to, you know, uh, if I if I talk about the gems, uh, those gems I found in the ancient holy text. So it doesn't matter what religion, but yeah, they uh, I kind of found the same. Uh, it, uh, although the language was different, although uh, the way of representing was different, but they were all talking about the same thing. It was always there in those ancient texts. And nowadays, uh, I do not know, but yeah, authors do it, or they, the enlightened people talk about the same thing too, but there are very few. Uh, but yeah, but the ancient texts, yeah, I love them. I have read them a lot. And when you say they say the same thing, what do you mean exactly? The same thing, yeah, the same truth. Like, uh, you know, uh, when we talk about this dissolution in those checks, or maybe some people say it's the one oneness we feel with uh, God, or maybe with the universe, with the energy, with the consciousness. Some people say that we dissolve this ego or maybe person, but it's all the same thing. So when the dissolution comes and it can be your ego, it can be the person, it can be the identification, whatever goes away, uh, ultimately there is this oneness and it's the same. So there is just, there are different words to say it, uh, consciousness, God, we meet God, we see God, uh, we kind of dissolve in God. It's all, it's all same thing. And yeah, this is what I, I have read in all those texts. Great. So you've defined consciousness a little bit. Can you define it and describe it a little bit more for our listeners? How you see consciousness? It's, it's very difficult for me to define it. But yeah, I kind of, you know, kind of uh, explain it like what I think consciousness is. So what I see is like this bright brightness and this field of brightness, which kind of covers everything. And uh, 
it kind of needs to evolve and it's always there. So it, it is not that I saw it and it came at that moment. It was not like that. It was always there. It's just something, uh, something from my eyes went away like a curtain or something and I was able to see it. So it's always there. And what we need to do is this, or this consciousness is also present in us. And uh, when it evolves, it kind of reaches those higher levels of consciousness where we can experience this brightness or this fullness of the consciousness. So uh, I think uh, consciousness is, uh, it's all about the evolution of consciousness. And uh, even if we talk about us, how can we witness that consciousness or how can we connect with hi those higher levels of consciousness? I would say that uh, the thing that all we need to do is we need to evolve and reach those higher levels of consciousness for actually experiencing it. And maybe our planet can experience it as well if you know we can collectively do that. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> if we could collectively would do that. Definitely. So how would one, yeah, how would one go about tapping into this consciousness? So um, in this book, Mastering Creation Using Law of Unification, uh, I have used this, uh, this term because I really, you know, when I experienced this, uh, there was these ideas coming into my mind and I was kind of forced to work upon them. And uh, so I call this uh, idea mind a plane, which is actually a link between the higher levels of consciousness and uh, the, the mind, the human mind. And uh, once the mind connects with this idea mind, it is able to uh, it is able to receive those ideas which can come from those higher levels of consciousness and uh, using those ideas we can we can we can produce or we can create new frameworks and new models on our planet in this world which can uh, which can actually uh, be an example of those higher levels of consciousness because it's not about our inner evolution it's also about how we can utilize that inner evolution or how you can how we can utilize those higher levels to uh, to make this make this planet better or better or make this world better because um it's okay like i experience it it's okay i can sit in a corner and uh, you know be fulfilled with it and have fun with it but no, I think it would be better if we can uh, share it and other people can also get that uh, or, you know, reach those higher levels, then can uh, pro uh, provide those new frameworks and structures, create those new frameworks in the world, which can help that consciousness to evolve further and this planet to evolve further. Great. Awesome. So using the idea mind, so how can we use the idea mind when... Um, when we want to get control of our impulses, like what role does willpower play in our idea mind and manifesting the, right, right, um, right. these ideas that we're getting while we're in stillness? Yes. Yes, so willpower, you know, willpower is like extremely important because uh, what I have, whatever practices I have done and uh, wherever this unification is coming from, it's from uh, my experience and how I have reached there. and. Um, I, uh, although I was not following this thing, uh, this, uh, my, uh, my, you know, higher purpose at that moment earlier in my life until I became aware of, about this, but uh, I was still using these techniques and this willpower and which, which actually was, uh, you know, increasing my awareness to a certain level. And the moment it just became to that, uh, that highest level, that dissolution came in. 
So what, how willpower helps us, uh, it kind of uh, helps us in controlling those lower levels of uh, desires or maybe our impulses and uh, anything which comes from the lower levels of consciousness. So uh, there are certain forces that come from the lower levels of consciousness and they are like... Um, so there are beliefs. Uh, if if there if we do not inquire the beliefs, uh, and maybe those beliefs were formed in our childhood. Uh, for example, if I talk about my case, it can be that like uh, maybe I was uh, I had to do. Uh, uh, I learned that I need to study and I need to do a job and I need to you know live a very normal life. I never thought that I'll be writing a book, become an author, and you know teach about law of unification. So this was a belief in me, and I tried to uh, even that I had. I had certain awareness a little bit that maybe that is my you know interest but I tried to kind of push it away or kept it on a back seat like uh, let me do what I'm doing and those were the beliefs that were formed uh, in my life because of those lower levels of consciousness because of my environment uh, because of maybe what I saw on television or on social media like this is what people do this is what normal life is and uh, those uninquired beliefs are one of the forces of lower levels of consciousness simply uh, similarly, we have these desires which come from lower levels of consciousness. Now, these are like, again, maybe we got it from our environment, like someone has a particular thing and we thought like, now we need this, like those desires came up. Now, I, I need that thing because the other person has it. Maybe we watched on social media or television or somewhere. And these desires are again coming from lower levels of consciousness. Now, um, when we rise above these desires or these, you know, unacquired beliefs, and also there are attachment, that is also a lower level of, it's also a force of lower level of consciousness. And uh, those attachments uh, are because, uh, which these attachments are built because, uh, which are created because of our habits, or maybe, you know, we are dependent upon something, maybe on some people. And then there is this, um, uh, security because uh, you know we just feel secure and we do not want to change we do not want to bring in the new or maybe so these ideas are coming in your life but we are just neglecting them because of these attachments these just lower desires these uh, lower beliefs so all these forces if we can rise above these forces of lower levels of consciousness using the willpower because it's very important to exercise our willpower we'll, we just cannot uh, we, we cannot even, you know, discern which, which force is coming from lower level or what desire is coming from lower level until we, we have a certain amount of control on those lower impulses because only then that discernment will come in, like, uh, we'll be able to do that. So exercising willpower is like the basic, very basic first step uh, in, you know, in this uh, process of mastering creation using this law of unification. And once we do that, like rise above those forces of lower levels of consciousness, it's easy to connect with the idea mind, which is not exactly higher levels of consciousness, but a connection between those higher levels. And once we can go there, we can get those, you know, ideas which are coming from higher levels of consciousness. And also, uh, our highest duty. So it's like uh, we are here for a purpose. And what purpose is it we, are, we all are here for? It's mostly it's evolution. But how to, how to take that path of evolution? 
So all those ideas, even our minor decisions in our lives, like what to do or what, what is the next step, that comes from the idea mind. That does not come from the mind because um, mind is more, you know, uh, it's more limited and it's more about information and uh, data and it can easily be convinced by what we see around us what we see in our environment so we have to reach out to that idea mind and then we need to you know bring in those ideas and then connect with the human mind so that that human mind can actually now use the knowledge and that information to give form to that idea or to know to take that next step in the life in the material world so the purpose of this mind is to use it appropriately in this this material world wonderful i love this um i love this so much because i also teach about this i use different language but also mm -hmm. teach this. And I think it's such powerful information for people to have. So I'm so glad that you're out there. You've written this book. Um, your book is called Mastery Creation, Using the Law of Unification. And I'm so glad um, that you're bringing this learning to the world in such a powerful way. Thank you, Divneet. And let's um, describe exactly what is the law of unification for people. Define that for people. And how you came up with that title? Yeah, so uh, you know when I talk about these ideas that were uh, uh, coming with force, so uh, most of these ideas were about the creator gods. So um, all these mythologies, uh, they have these uh, motives of creator gods, which are actually represented with a similar kind of uh, you know image and motive. And this is um, it's. It's of a bird or an eagle, uh, which is combined with a reptile or a snake, and it's found in various images of creator gods. It's um, so in mastering creation, I have given some names like Quetzalcoatl and Isis and various others, and also similar kind of images were found uh, were found in other uh, mythologies as well. And then uh, there was, uh, you know, so here this, uh, this bird or eagle is actually representing that idea mind, the higher level of consciousness and this reptile or that uh, snake is representing the material world, the lower level of consciousness, our human mind. So, uh, so all the creator gods had these, uh, these motives, like they were found in combination. Then another theory here is that, uh, oh, Another uh, motive or another image or another statue, which can also be seen is of the same bird or eagle fighting with the snake. Struggle between that uh, higher consciousness to like the human mind is, you know, because it is so much, uh, it's uh, grasped in that those lower levels of consciousness. It's just rejecting those ideas that are coming from those uh, higher levels of consciousness or the idea mind, because of which uh, we we see that uh, our planet is suffering because of which all these uh, fear, anxiety, uh, you know, we experience all these humans experience because they struggle to accept those ideas. They they are like their ego or their mind comes in between all these things and uh, this similar now this is like uh, the two things where we are talking about how they combine now another one is uh, we talk about uh, the geniuses who bring new creations into the world now again 
geniuses um, never bring their new creations into the world using the mind. If we you know, go into history and see their papers or listen to their interviews, they have always said that their new creation came to them or their idea came to them when they were relaxing, when their mind was relaxing. And a lot of them have also said that and then they worked upon that idea using their mind and created that, you know, hypothesis or creation in the world. So again, the idea mind here is connecting with the mind. And then we have other mythologies like Bhagavad Gita talks about tree of life. Also tree of life, we have talked about, uh, we have seen a lot, a lot of places where tree of life is shown. It can be, you know, even uh, some artists have depicted this tree of life. We do not know what it means, but it actually symbolized that uh, the creator, like tree of life is a creator which brings fruits into the world. And again, uh, it brings fruits and that bark is kind of a medium that provides those ideas to those, you know, branches. And then there are roots, which is the higher consciousness. And uh, in uh, it's, it's also, you know, represented in that... Uh, upside down manner, which actually uh, totally kind of uh, shows this, that uh, those roots are at a higher level of consciousness and those fruits are just the creation, uh, which is at a lower level of consciousness. Now, uh, when those fruits come into the world, uh, creators like need to, you know, provide it to the world or maybe to benefit others and they do not have to get attached to those fruits and again go to that those roots and that idea mind to bring in new creations and new fruits for the world so this is the whole theory of creation and uh, law of unification is when you know when we overcome those lower levels of consciousness and we rise above them and uh, we connect with the idea mind and when the powers of idea mind and the powers of mind combine uh, creation and evolution occurs in the world in one's life and uh, you know wherever we want to bring in those new frameworks and models i love that Denise. thank you and then um what does living this law bring us if we choose to follow it what can, okay, people, can what can people hope that the, this will change in their lives? Okay. Um, the first thing is, uh, you know, it's, it's so important for us to distinguish between what we really are here for. A lot of us, we just do not know what we are here for, what we need to do. We just do not know what is the next step we need to take. We are so confused. This confusion is like, which is currently overpowering. We have so many choices in this world right now because we are like overloaded with information. Uh, there are so many choices for everything and we do not know what to choose. So if, if we follow this law of unification and if we can connect with this idea mind and, you know, unify our mind with the idea mind, it will be uh, that those choices will just become so spontaneous that we'll not even have to think like what we need to do. It will be like the next action. We'll, we'll just know what we need to do. And uh, I think that's the best part here because that is what we, uh, what we need to, you know, walk upon the path of evolution, to walk upon the path which can take us to that truth, to our destination. Because if you are going to follow the mind all the time, you know, if you are going to do all those uh, analysis and uh, use all those uh, 
things and you know choose or make decisions in our lives we are going to suffer because that's not the that's not our individual dharma so all people have their individual dharma like their highest duty their purpose in this world and if we do not follow that uh, we are not going to feel fulfilled we may we may get other things we may you know kind of uh, achieve some material things uh, but for fulfillment we have to follow that individual dharma we have to you know walk walk those steps which are kind of which are going to take us to our evolution and not just our it in turn will kind of uh, help us uh, as a planet as a world and will take care of the functioning of the whole and this uh, these things which we are facing right now all these all this stress anxiety and you know all this distortion in the world we'll be able to overcome it all we need to do is we need to follow our own individual dharma and law of unification helps in you know uh, making us recognize or maybe just being aware of where is that path where is you know how to follow that individual dharma I see. So using this following um, this path to listen to our ideas you know, that are coming in, in that stillness and giving us the guidance to what our Dharma, what our soul's purpose is. Yes, it is. It is definitely. And uh, the purpose is actually evolution, but how do we evolve and, you know, how do we reach that? How do we reach that place of evolution or how our consciousness is going to reach those higher levels? But uh, following this is the path, like individual dharma is the path which results in our fulfillment and, uh, you know, in our evolution. And uh, I have shared this, uh, this beautiful verse from Bhagavad Gita a lot in so many interviews. I'm going to share it again. Then to uh, you know uh, succeed in following another person's dharma or another's dharma, nothing is ever lost in following your own individual dharma. So it's more like the influences we get from our surroundings that we forget what what we are here for, and uh, also uh, you know we our awareness is uh, it just decreases because of the more the information the more the distraction our awareness is going to decrease and our consciousness our consciousness we drawn towards all these things all the information or all the uh, influences around us how do we align that awareness with um, with this consciousness how do we align that how do we align that awareness with the consciousness uh you know i do not think we need to align that awareness with the consciousness i do not know like there may be terms because we use various terms for consciousness and awareness it's kind of a mixed kind of thing but for me the awareness is more like um more like uh, i'll give you an example here how i see it uh, whenever i am like doing something uh, so uh, there is this awareness i feel it is it is kind of looking like there is this uh, something is kind of looking and you know a uh, kind of uh, as a background you can say and that is awareness and uh, when i talk about consciousness i talk about consciousness in terms of something that evolves uh, but awareness for me is always there it's just that uh, we are not uh, you know we uh, uh, we are not aware like we just do not know it's there 
So when I say we have we are on a heightened level of awareness, it just means that now we are able to uh, witness that awareness. So uh, like earlier when I was at a, uh, you know, I was not able to be, uh, I was not aware about this. So at that moment, I was not able to witness that awareness. So right now when I'm able to witness that awareness, I would say that, uh, you know, my awareness has heightened. And uh, slowly, if we use the same, that willpower, we can experience this heightened level of awareness. And consciousness is more about, um, it's more about the evolution, like uh, reaching those higher levels where those, you know, ideas come from, where we can, uh, we can actually bring in those, uh, those new creations into the world. And uh, it is more like the bright light I see in the world. And uh, that is what I, I call consciousness. Nice. And how does the um, law of unification compare to the law of attraction? Yes, a uh, law of attraction, uh, it's, it's where it works on the lower levels of consciousness, like it works from the mind. And um, it's like, uh, I desire something. And now I try to manifest it using, you know, maybe uh, some techniques of law of attraction, or maybe uh, some affirmations or whatever techniques they use in law of attraction. But uh, in law of unification, it's mostly about uh, we really need to first discern like what are the desires that are coming from lower levels of consciousness and what are the desires from coming from higher levels. So we need to do that. We need to connect with the idea of mind, bring in those higher desires. And we are following, you know, law of attraction. Uh, we can, it can happen that sometimes we manifest things and uh, but those things do not provide us fulfillment we may manifest them using the law of attraction but uh, ultimately uh, they, because they were not our individual dharma we just you know use those techniques to manifest them in the world and now we are not feeling fulfilled although we have all, all those things so it is coming from the mind it's working on that lower level using the human mind uh, law of unification is different because it connects you to your highest duty, your highest purpose. So now uh, maybe your desire is that you want good amount of money, you want to get rich, but if it's not your highest duty, then uh, that will not provide you fulfillment in the long run. You may get it, but ultimately it will, you'll not feel fulfilled. And, uh, you know, there are so many stories we have already heard about people who have found success and uh, still they feel unfulfilled. So that's the reason because uh, they are just, you know, they have not connected to that higher purpose. They have not, uh, not uh, they were not aware of that higher purpose they were uh, born for. And that, that is the reason they followed what they were doing. And now they just feel unfulfilled. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm jotting this down. So uniting with that source, that's consciousness. Mm -hmm to bring in that next thing on your path, which is part of your soul's purpose, right? To have fulfillment. Yes? 
Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. That's absolutely correct. You know, this is a complicated thing, I know. And a lot of times I say, you know, if you are going to get uh, more, uh, you know, trying to understand those words and uh, it's gonna puzzle us. It's gonna, uh, because this is something, this experience which I had, it was so, so deep and so uh, so intimate that it's it's not even you know it's not even how, how can we even share it how can we even give words to it i i was the person who used to read those books and this experience uh, i would say it it can't even match to that it was like a shock <laughs> so in the first moment like when that dissolution happened it, it comes to you as a shock because you do not expect this we, we think about uh, there is something very yes obviously there was beautiful when when it, the brightness came in but yeah when that ego dissolves when that person dissolves it's very shocking it's very disorienting because we do not expect that um, in in the spiritual text they use those words but uh, that experience it cannot be defined it's it's like uh, we can use various words connecting with uh, you know idea mind getting those ideas and reaching those higher levels of consciousness so it's just a way to uh, to make that path easier but it's it's better if we do not you know uh, get uh, or wrap ourselves with the words uh, we can understand get an understanding how to do that but then we can try those practices and then follow that path that would be and also it would be easier on the path because um, on that path too there will come a lot of times when we'll have to you know leave these things these uh, these words these theories these practices and if you are not able to leave them at that moment that would be really difficult for us to walk upon that path because then because that that is the time when you do not even have those words with you to support you and you are simply just uh, like like an empty vessel and uh, you do not know and that is the moment it's like a test for you like you have to walk upon that path so we should not uh, you know depend upon the words a lot you should take them and just you know get an idea what it is and then walk that path take that path that, that would be easier for us yeah, to have that experience, to have that um, dissolution of self and realize that um, it's not really about us, that it's about this weave that happens when we're bringing our ideas into the world and evolving and growing consciousness, not even within, our, within ourselves, but within our community and the world at large and interweaving this. It's this, how I see it, this interplay you know, between everyone on the planet to evolve consciousness. And it's about other as of doing for other and allowing things to progress and open and evolve for the better of everyone. That's right. Okay. That's right. And that's because, you know, everyone is us. It's like, yeah. when you see that consciousness, it's like, it's, it's all the one, it's all one thing. And, uh, only when that person dissolves, we are able to see that it, that it's one. It's uh, we just feel, we just get attached to this body, this mind that this is me. But when that dissolution comes and we see it's uh, there is nothing me or there is nothing you. It's just one field that is covering everything. And all we can do is we can uh, raise that awareness and see that and witness that. And, 
And uh, this is what, like, in mastering creation, when I talk about evolution, so for me, the evolution is this, like, you know, we need to witness that. And uh, if we can use that, uh, those higher levels and uh, bring in those frameworks and models, because that would make our lives easier. That would also, uh, you know, if these, these lower levels of forces are growing, then it would be really difficult for us to connect with those higher levels. So if, if the evolved souls, if the ones who have actually reached those, uh, those planes or those realm or those consciousness, that consciousness, if they can use that to create those new models and frameworks, which is actually holding that new levels of consciousness and uh, you know those then those lower levels will have less impact upon the ones who are who is who are not able to connect with that and it would also become easier for them to connect with those higher levels of consciousness so we can we can all collaborate and you know uh, become a co-creator and uh, a participant in that this whole process of taking the planet to those higher levels of consciousness Yes, I love that. I love that, Devneet. And it is true, like the law of attraction, attraction is very much around personal gain. And the unification that you're speaking about is very much about evolving the consciousness of the planet. That's and evolving right. the planet. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, awesome. and it feels, you know, it's fulfilling. Even, you know, sometimes I feel I, uh, I need to share it with people. You know, when get it, it's, it's good. It's fulfilling. But um, uh, it's it's even better if I can share it with other people who, who can actually witness it. How how wonderful would it be? Like if we can talk about it. Yes, you can see it. Yes, I can see it too. So yeah, I mean, yes. so it would be it would be a beautiful thing on the planet. Like if everyone can you know uh, watch this thing and uh, create a planet uh, with those with that beautiful light and with those beautiful new creations. Yes, I think so too. And really bring in just the air of that unity consciousness. I mean, how could you, you know, hate your fellow man or be against your neighbor or something like that if you're living in this light in this co-creation space, you know? That's true. That's true. And yeah. And yes, this is so true. You know, before this experience, I had all those feelings. You know, it happens. Sometimes we get uh, those feelings. But uh, after that experience, it's, it kind of becomes difficult to, you know, have that kind of hatred for anyone. And it's just it just happens. Uh, I uh, We do not do it or we do not practice it. But it kind of just uh, automatically happens. And that is because uh, the hatred comes from that ego and all those, you know, jealousy comes from that ego, that person. And now when that person or ego is not there, it just it's, it's just empty light. Now, who is there to, you know, hate another person or who is there to feel jealous of another person? So it just happens. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. It takes that better than less than out of the equation and puts it as, you know, equal to and wanting to help other. Right, yeah. right, right. Like a service to other. Like, uh, mm -hmm. so yes. And also uh, this, uh, you know, higher purpose, like individual dharma we all have here. Um, it's, it's also a service to others. So it is a part because we're all connected in a manner. We cannot see it. We cannot witness it with the mind, but in a way we are, and uh, we all have like uh, some kind of role to play in each other's lives. And uh, this, uh, this role, this in, uh, when we follow this individual dharma, our purpose, we do not only help 
our fulfillment we also help the other person getting fulfillment in their life maybe the person who is connected to us in any way because then when we are on the right path this is very obvious that you know the other person we are dealing with will be will also feel that fulfillment and will be comfortable because if we are on the right wrong path we may make we may create wrong relationships and then we are not only we are also we are also becoming an obstruction in the evolution of the other person just because we were on the wrong path so we are all connected and one person following their individual dharma their own purpose can in turn help so many other people follow their individual dharma and their own purpose yes i agree how do we um, master creation using this law Let's dive into that co-creation piece. Okay. Maybe you can I, I think, talk okay. about that, discuss that a little bit with our listeners. Okay, the book. I'm so sorry, Liz. You know what is happening right now? My connection goes unstable, and some of your words just you know I cannot hear them. So maybe you'll have to yeah. repeat them. I guess. Yes. If you could um, discuss a little bit that mastering creation piece around your book. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Right, right. So um, now when we talk about this uh, consciousness and, uh, you know, when consciousness evolves and it connects with that idea mind and uh, when we, we can connect with that idea mind and bring in those ideas into the world. So in a way we are becoming the creators. So because we now are partnering with that higher level of consciousness, we are the co-creators here because, uh, and also, this is also a thing that evolution is something which has to happen. We just cannot stop it. It, it just has to happen. And uh, it can be that we can become conscious creators in, on, that, uh, on that evolution or in this process. Or, you know, uh, we can just unconsciously be dragged along by that, uh, those, that evolving consciousness. And most of the suffering comes from this, uh, this dragging along when we, you know, struggle with that higher consciousness. And uh, it's better to partner with it and co-create and evolve the planet. So to master this process, first step is to, you know, connect with this uh, idea mind. The second thing we can do is we can follow the law of unification and following the law of unification, we actually uh, connect with our individual dharma, our higher purpose. Now, uh, also, uh, we need to challenge those old conditionings here because there are so many things uh, in this world which needs to be challenged and not just change because change comes from the mind. Like, it's not like I need to change this. Let's make it this. And uh, so now we don't need to, we need to challenge it. Once we challenge it, it means that we, we need to raise a rise higher upon that, uh, on those old conditioning and then bring in the new creations here. And let's not form those new conditionings as well, because again, it, it's gonna be, you know, those conditionings are something which kind of bind us. So for creators, it's need to be an evolve. The process should be like very fluid. So even when they are creating their new creations, they do not have to, you know, attach themselves or create those new conditionings, create those new attachments. 
So, and this is the process of mastering creation. And uh, it's it's also, and another thing which creators do is uh, they, they serve, they serve others. So that's the biggest thing. Not just they serve others, I would say in this process of mastering creation, um, the idea mind becomes a servant to the mind and the mind becomes a servant to the idea mind. So they both are, you know, serving each other. Idea mind is providing the ideas and uh, the mind is actually helping the idea mind to use those ideas and create new creations. So this is mastery through service. So the mastering creation in this whole process of mastering creation, service is a major role the creators play our minds play, idea mind plays. And um, another thing we can do is, uh, you know, because creators are very much involved with their work. Uh, so work is something, it's like, it's like a dedication to that higher consciousness. It's like a worship to that higher consciousness they need to do. Because when we're on this path, we just cannot take this lightly. We, we really need to, you know, uh, follow uh, follow our highest duty and we need to take it as a, as a, you know as a prayer as a dedication and through this we can easily easily achieve those uh, creations easily create those new creations in the world and uh, it's it's just not just theory because we have seen so many creators doing that um, there were there were there have been a lot of creators so for me creators are the people who actually you know bring those uh, make those bigger impact in the world by doing maybe smaller small things or maybe big things it doesn't matter but yeah they through this act of service they create this big impact in the world so uh, i talk about a lot of names like uh, mother teresa you know she was the whole purpose of mother teresa was to serve and love other people and it kind of uh, it kind of inspired so many people around uh, when she actually uh, you know created all these things and uh, it was beautiful so it doesn't matter creators do not need to and not just mother teresa there are so many other names so many people maybe creators whom we do not even know so you you can be a creator i can be a creator if we are serving the planet in any way it can be the smallest way possible it doesn't need to be the big thing if we are simply following our individual dharma we are that means uh, we are mastering creation and if we are serving the planet that means we are you know mastering creation we are we have actually mastered that process and because that that also happens when we master those uh, impulses which come from lower levels of consciousness and so many other things so yes anyone can be a creator nice love that any tools or techniques involved in this process to meet uh, to start oh, with i always mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yes, yes. So to start with, I always say this, uh, I talk about this willpower, like exercising the willpower, because uh, that's really important. And that, that's the basic, the first step on this. But before that, I also tell people to get, you know, an idea of the theory, because we need to know what are those lower levels of forces, we are actually getting over, we are rising above those forces. So we need to know about them. So uh, techniques uh, must, uh, if, uh, for willpower, you know, there are several techniques, even uh, uh, we, we must have heard a lot of things, how to increase willpower in our lives, but we do not practice it. So the simplest one, I share it with everyone. And it's, uh, 
you know, do what you say or meet commitments, like uh, just even even the smallest thing uh, we can talk about, like even if we are saying, let, let us say, yeah, I said I talked or I committed to myself that I'm going to do this tomorrow. So I must do that. And not just because, uh, you know, it's going to bring me something, but just because uh, it's going to exercise my willpower. It's very simple. But we uh, but we do not do that. Uh, We usually, you know, there are a lot of times we delay things. Okay, let's I'm going to do it next day. What what is what is going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. It's just your method uh, that we use to, uh, you know, exercise the willpower. So it's very basic thing. And uh, if we can commit to ourselves, only then we'll be able to commit to other people. And uh, and it's very important we do that to other people, because, again, it's going to, you know, a lot of times it happens we, we have heard stories and we must have experienced that we commit to other people and we do not uh, fulfill those commitments and uh, then those feelings those emotions of uh, you know maybe anger or maybe rage comes into that appears in that person so uh, it will not only benefit us uh, that it is going to exercise the willpower but it's also going to benefit our relationship with the other person and it's also going to prevent our planet from it, it's going to decrease the number of <laughs> people who are getting angry in this world so that's 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 kind of a you know side effect we are going to have the good side effect so yeah we can do that this is a very basic technique yeah. and um, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, after I talk about to you know spend time in solving this world uh, where we are you know surrounded by so many things so much of information if we cannot uh, surround uh, if we cannot spend time in solitude because I have done that a lot in fact I love to do that in fact that is that is the best thing I do <laughs> so I'm I'm someone who spent a lot of time in solitude and I have done that a lot and the best uh, best answers uh, come to us when we are we are in that you know silent or in in that solitude and when we are with ourselves not thinking about anything else and also with this solitude uh, we can practice the self inquiry asking questions asking the the questions that are really important like whether we are whether we are following those lower levels of desires or whether we are really following our individual dharma. These are some very important questions we need to ask in our lives. And and the answers will come from within for sure. We just need to ask, I think, because I have experienced it that we do not ask the questions. We never ask ourselves. We are like, what do I need? What do I want? And these are the basic questions. Needs and wants, are they can come from, you know, those lower levels it can be a thing uh, but when we ask these kind of questions like what is my highest highest purpose on this planet and that is what is going to bring the real change in our lives yes i agree divneet is there a final gem that you would like to share with our audience today yes definitely and um i'm here because i really really want you know i really want to see our planet uh, evolve and i really want to see that everyone on this planet should experience those those higher levels of consciousness and um, not just that i really want to see those new models and those you know new creations to be uh, so that our planet is kind of suffering not just human beings but planet is also 
suffering and we are really in a time need of these new things new creations and uh, if we can you know put in this a little bit of effort and use some basic practices to reach those higher levels of consciousness because uh, it is easy for us we earlier people used to get awakened they used to put in a lot of effort and just because we are struggling so much so right now we do not even have to put in that much of effort it will come easily to us uh, only thing we need is that aspiration and if we can you know uh, somehow develop that aspiration and uh, walk that path or walk any path to reach that high levels of consciousness uh, our planet could could be in a better state and we all could live you know peacefully Yes, I love that. Thank you. And how can people reach you to be able to work with you? Uh, yes, um, people can reach me uh, through my website. Uh, it's divneetkarlal.com. And if they want to get a copy of the book, they can, there is a button on the website, which is order the book. They can click on that button. And there are so many retailers, uh, which, you know, are uh, selling the book so they can reach there. Wonderful. Thank you, Dimneet. It was great to have you on Raise the Vibe with Liz. Thank you so much, Liz. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. And everybody, you can reach Divneet at divneetcarlaw.com. And her book is Mastering Creation Using the Law of Unification. Divneet, thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. It was so wonderful, you know, talking to you. It was so great. It was. I really appreciated our conversation. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This is Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz and my website at lizishealingtouch.com. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.